Welcome to the Inspirational Businesswoman Show. Today we're going to focus on the last 100 days of the year and how you can finish the year strong. So hold on to your hats. We'll be starting right after the preview. Welcome everyone. This is Virginia Parsons, your hangout mentor and the host of the Inspirational Businesswoman Show, where you know it is my passion and my purpose to provide you, the entrepreneur, with a gold mine of inspirational tips, strategies, and advice from inspirational businesswomen in the know. But today we're having a special edition broadcast with a very special guy. He's known as the Goals Guy, and I'm really looking forward to introducing him to you because he's going to provide you with a great recipe to finish 2016 strong. So hold on, and I'll be introducing him in just a moment. I want to let you know that today's show is sponsored by Hangout-Marketing.com, where you can receive a brand new free hangout and live stream marketing assessment. Now, why might you want to take this? Well, first of all, it will only take you a couple of minutes and it's going to provide you with a knowledge base and the skill set so that you can use live streaming broadcasting to brand, grow and market your business in 2016 and beyond. Now, all you have to do to take advantage of that assessment is text the word success to 775-800 4179 and you might even receive a hangout shine strategy session with me as a result of taking that assessment so go ahead and take advantage of it won't you now let's move into our guest because I don't want to waste any time introducing you to Gary Ryan Blair he's known as the goals guy and he has cracked the code to get 10 years worth of results in a hundred days and I want to know more about how to do that. And I know that you will too. And that's why we're having this special edition. When I find one of our brother entrepreneurs that has so much valuable content for you to learn from, 
I am so pleased to be able to introduce him to you. Now, he is the president of the Goals Guy, and he's also the best-selling author of Everything Counts. So I'm looking forward to sharing with you all about his 100-day challenge, why he decided to provide it to people, and how you can finish the year strong. So today's topic is all about the power and significance of September 22nd for the 100-day challenge. And Gary's got a proven recipe that is repeatable, that is going to help you get the success that you're looking for over the next 100 days, and why you should finish the year strong rather than just chugging through it. So the other thing that he's going to share are the five attributes. And I felt this was such valuable information that I wanted you to hear about it because they are the attributes of his recipe so that you can have rapid and repeatable results in all the goals you choose. So Gary, without further ado, come on in and say hi to our audience. Thank you so much for having me. Actually, it's a pleasure. Well, we love having you here because we know that you've got the key. You've got the secret recipe. And, you know, I understand that you've been doing this for corporate America and um, for highly successful business people and entrepreneurs around the world. And I'm curious about where the whole idea of the 100-day challenge came about. And so give us a little background so that our viewers can understand more about how you have provided this to other people and the results that they've been getting. Well, you know, this actually is an interesting story because it has a lot to do with just trying to find your own space online and, uh, and, and really, I think, in, in trying to find a way to score big. What I was fascinated with was not just trying to develop or should say have a business online, but also to, to really make it so unique and so substantial. And, and I knew it had to have something to do with the, with the annual calendar. So as an entrepreneur, I think you'll appreciate this. You know, when you look, in, you look at Mother's Day and Father's Day and Groundhog's Day and all of these different events, what you wind up realizing is that these are annual evergreen events that are designed to sell stuff, really. And with that thought in mind, I was like, how do I own my own date? How do I own a date that no one else has really leveraged, penetrated, really thought about and build an entire business model around? And then as I was going through it, it, it struck me about 10 years back, September 22nd, uh, outside of a leap year, it happens year after year, and it really has a significant milestone. It's, and, and the beautiful part is it's a great story. 265 days down, 100 days to go, and it's time for everybody to take some serious inventory of their progress, their year-to-date progress, and determine if they're on or off target. And if they're off, what are they going to do to finish strong? Well, you know, I think that's really significant as well because so often what people look at is the new year and making New Year's resolutions. And I have never heard anyone approach it from this perspective, and that is let's go dig in, get the work done, and end the year with momentum. So I really love that concept. You know, if you look at any race, I mean, here's a great part about it. Whether it's any race, any task, any project, any year, whatever it is, everything comes to an end. So if you take the words finish strong, this should not just be something that you wait for at the end of a race or watching at the Olympics. This should become a habit. This should be a way of doing business. Again, for the, for the argument being that everything comes to an end and you have an opportunity to finish strong, to finish weak, to mail it in, to go through the motions. Uh, my advice, make it a habit to finish strong. I think, I think it's just a beautiful, beautiful concept, as I said. And so you've got the idea that September 22nd is that key day, except as you said, on leap year. 
And you know, you really want people to be motivated to take the action step. So you have turned this into a recipe and you really made the analogy with a recipe. And I'd like you to share with people what you mean by the recipe to finish strong and how you can now take the recipe and get 10 years worth of work done in 100 days. I mean, that just doesn't seem really possible to me. So that's a big thing for people to embrace and say, okay, you think so? Give me the recipe. So let's talk to them about the recipe. Okay, I'll be happy to. Well, what we're talking about here really is kind of a metaphor for goal setting, and that's and that's really the beginning part of it. And really, the entire program is 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 part of that. But here's the breakdown. What I'm always interested in is, and this may sound like a strange word, but I'm always interested in what I call models of perfection. And the reason for that is, perfection to me is 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 an absolute is the best measurement you will ever find because it absolutely shows you the clearest gap between where you are and what you can truly possibly be. So I love that. So what was on my mind was what is the best success book, the best success manual, the one that produces a result 100% of the time? It would be like going to Vegas and saying, how do you, how do you find a way to win 100% of the time in poker? Okay. So I related that towards goal setting. So here's the deal. If you take the time to look at it, everyone needs to go into the kitchen and they need to grab a cookbook because the cookbook is without a doubt the greatest success manual you'll ever have and no one's probably ever looked at it this way. For the simple reason that there's five and really five core things that, that make it work, that make that system, if you will, that recipe work 100% of the time. So the breakdown is pretty simple. Number one, inside every recipe, what you're going to find is a beautiful four-color picture. Now, the beauty of that is, as in strategic planning or in any occupation, that is what you would call a future picture. Now, that future picture could be what's happening on your dinner table in three hours. It could be tomorrow night or Thanksgiving, but regardless, it provides you with a clear picture of the future. So let's stop there for just a moment. Most people, when they think about the future, it's very black, or maybe there's a lot of gray matter. It's not clear, it's not robust, it's not vivid. And I, at least I explain to my own clients, before you do anything, before we go further in our coaching or any type of strategic planning work we're going to do, I need you to be able to transfer your vision to me. I need to be able to see what you see. So we are attracted towards that. And you know, where do we see these pictures? We see these pictures everywhere. We see them in restaurants. We see them in movies. We see them in trailers. We see it in everything that we do. So we know this principle works. Okay. So point number one is to get a clear picture of what you want. Number two, if you look at it, you'll realize that everything in there is absolutely specific. And, and what I mean by that is there's a whole series of ingredients, but nothing is accidental. It tells you everything that you need, milk, eggs, butter, cheese, and so on and so forth. So there's a level of specificity. So let's focus in on that and give that a little bit of perspective, if you will. Um, you know, if, if I gave you a combination lock, you know, we know that there's three digits, you know, in order to open them up in a certain way. But you need the numbers and you need even a proper sequence. They need to be exact. So I want to focus a little bit more on exact. We live in a world, we stay with the idea of perfection, that demands specificity. So you could not go to your ATM without having four numbers in a proper sequence. We could not be on this call without having a direct link. We could not essentially basically get anything, social security number or credit card or anything that you want without the specific numbers. So that's very, very, very important. Same thing's true with our goals. You can't hit a target you don't know, so it needs to be precise. Not just close, but it needs to be precise. And this is why we can't, we can't say, I want to lose weight or I want to make money or pay off debt. That's, they're irrelevant. It's like trying to hit the broad side of a barn. 
We need to we need a very very precise you know metric to work with. So that's point number two. The third one, if you look at it, I mean I already started to mention it is a sequence. If you look at the recipe, there is a step one, a step two, step three, four, five, right down at the end. And the key is is an understanding is that let's say there's ten steps you're going to cook a souffle. The last step is you know you put it in the oven, you cook it for I don't know 45 minutes at 375. Well, what happens if you don't have eggs, which is step number three? Well, you decide to cook your entire souffle. Everyone sits down at the dinner table. You crack your three or half a dozen eggs, and then you throw them on top after it comes out of the oven. No one's going to be interested in eating it. And, and I, I say that because it sounds funny, but the reality is there's a lot of people who want to arrive at success but not make the trip. They want to become – they want to enjoy all the benefits but not necessarily pay the price uh, to engage in suffering, to make the sacrifices. They don't want to go through the steps in order to achieve it. So the steps are important. So we need that as we build out a plan. The next, there's measurements. So not only are the ingredients in the cookbook specific, they're absolutely, they're exact from a measurement standpoint. So they'll tell you you need three eggs. They'll tell you you need a teaspoon of sugar. They'll tell you that you need whatever the, the exact measurement happens to be. And you just want to follow that. The last, which I think is perhaps the most important because this separates most people, is the deadline, is the time and temperature. It's told, once again, very specific, 45 minutes at 375. If you follow every single step of that recipe, you have perfection. And, and that's what we're looking for. And, and I think that's probably the best example or best metaphor that I could give anybody because it, it literally guarantees a successful outcome 100% of the time. And if that does not speak to the importance of having a repeatable system that works, that's documented, that's proven, and that could be transferred to another party, I don't know what does. I think it's the best one that's ever existed or ever will exist. Well, I love the analogy, and you know what it reminds me of, Gary, is the story of the little red hen. There you go. All the work that she went through, or he might have gone through, but in this case, it's the hen. <laughs> and um, all the steps that she took, and they were very specific, and there was some hard work involved, and there were deadlines, and she got to reap the rewards. And those who did not want to take the steps got nothing. They did not bear the fruit. So it's a, it's a great metaphor from that standpoint. Let's move it into a little bit more specifics for people. How did you create the 100-day goal, or the 100-day challenge, sure. to work into these five attributes? Okay. Uh, you know, the, the, the whole, the, the model, if you will, of the 100-day challenge is very simple. Three goals, not 20, not 50. It's three goals that you want to achieve in a 100-day period of time. So what that automatically does is that that facilitates focus. Ideally, it should be one, but I, you know, we, we allow people to basically have three. And, and the reason for it is very simple. Um, focus requires the elimination of options. And this is a program that demands compliance, and you won't be able to move forward, one, until you actually write down what those things are. But more importantly, you've got to be able to narrow that. And if it's a difficult thing for you, the system is designed to only give you that level of flexibility so you don't have any more. So I, that's an important part. So focus is built into it, accountability is built into it, and a lot of other things. But to answer your question more directly, every single day you're, you're expected to engage in activity. That activity, again, is supposed to be specific. It's going to be measurable because you need to begin the day knowing exactly what you're going to achieve. And it needs, you need to have time frames, deadlines, located benchmarks throughout the day, you follow that recipe, the way that it's laid out and the way the program is delivered to you, you will make you'll make demonstrable progress in 100 days. 
Well, and that's really the key is to follow it and have accountability. Um, how about you said you also are going to be measuring the progress that you make. So how does that work into the 100-day program? Okay. You know, I've been very fortunate the last uh, seven years or so to actually work with the military. And, and I'll, when I say the military, I'm talking about a number of different branches of, um, of special forces, from Green Berets, Navy SEALs, and a few others. And a term that's that I was unfamiliar with uh, until that time was basically called an AAR, which is an after-action review. And an after-action review is something that is that is deeply embedded into the DNA of this program. And essentially, it's, it's just what it says it is. You, you do a review process after the action has taken place. The key is not to do it at the end of the year or at the end of the challenge, but to do it each day. So as an example, let's just look in terms of business for just a moment. One of the worst things that happens in most organizations, they have a once a year performance evaluation. Well, it's very difficult for somebody to remember what happened back in January, you know, last year, back in February. And, you know, it's usually just what people remember is kind of what's the final number, the final result, and that's all it is, and maybe a couple of good or bad things. But it's highly unlikely that someone's going to have an absolute clear, crystal clear picture of someone's performance and to be able to look back over, over, you know, 365 days. However, built into the program, here's what I know. What gets measured, literally, literally, what gets measured gets done, okay? What gets measured consistently, okay, gets completed consistently. And what gets measured and which is tied to compensation or some type of a bonus or benefit or carrot that you have set for yourself, it gets improved exponentially. So measurement is important for the standpoint of it keeps you accountable, it lets you know if you're on or off target, <clears throat> and then most importantly, it provides you with with some type of a feedback to let you know what you need to do, what corrective actions are necessary tomorrow so that you get back on track or you continue to go further ahead. But until and unless you measure and measure with discipline and consistency, you will forever underperform. And uh, the hallmark of, of, of every great champion, quite frankly, they know exactly what the score is. All right, so if you're, if you're measuring this <clears throat> on a weekly basis and you're saying you're, that you get feedback, where does the feedback come from? It is, is it from the program itself or do you have something more individualized? It is, actually each day, the whole, the whole system is automated. Now I went to school on this, so I, what I mean by that is we sat back and looked at everything with the, with the idea of perfection in mind, is how do we create the perfect model? Uh, and how do we eliminate it? So rather than you have to set reminders or go in to remember on a weekly basis to do an after-action review, it's emailed to you. It's also when you come in every seventh day, so 14 times over the course of 100 days, on your screen is going to be, today is your AAR. It's time for you to measure, monitor, adjust your performance, and do quick inventory. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, I had to unmute myself there. No worries. Okay, so... What type, you know, I, I mentioned this to a few people that I was interviewing you and was very interested in your program because I hadn't seen it before. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm, I was just referencing it to a few people who said, oh, my God, I've got so much on my plate right now. How can I take one more thing on? Yes. And, of course, the whole point is so that you get a lot more done and don't yes. feel so scattered. But uh, what do you say to those kind of people who just feel like they're already too overwhelmed to even take on a goals program? Yeah, if, if you're already feeling overwhelmed, there, there's obviously something wrong. Uh, you should not be motivated. You should not be, how do I say this, without sounding rude or insensitive. Uh, you need to control your agenda uh, or your agenda and every outside you know, influence is going to control you. And for those who say that they're stressed out and they're this and that and everything else, it's just another way of, of saying I'm overcommitted, 
I'm not organized. Uh, I've said yes to too many things and a whole host of others. And what the whole 100-day challenge is all about is it implements every single best practice known to mankind. And in, in, in from, a, from a performance gap standpoint, let me, let me see if I can explain this. The biggest gap that exists in people's lives in their performance is not necessarily, you know, I said I wanted to be here and maybe achieve $400,000 this year, uh, and I'm only at $200,000, so I'm 50% off. The big gap, really, that exists in all of our lives is the gap between knowing and doing. And, and that's what I call the performance gap, is, and how do you close that? Everybody knows about discipline. Everybody knows about focus. Everybody knows about deadlines. Everybody knows about measurements. They know it intellectually. Unfortunately, they don't apply it. And this is a program that demands compliance. So what they'll find is, if, if those are the excuses and the conversations that are taking place, this program will settle that once and for all. So what you're saying is actually in the initial parts of the program, that is one of the key elements, is that you make the commitment to something very specific. And as a result, it sort of weeds out or puts into the background things that really are maybe not as important to focus on as the one or two things. You know, your, your audience, as a, a large part of kind of who I market to as well, as uh, really are entrepreneurs. In this case, I know pr predominantly uh, women. But let's, let's just speak to that. Um, let's go back to the idea of perfection. You have to look at it from the standpoint of not just what's the perfect business model, but what is the perfect lifestyle model. And I want to combine those two right now and put it in a nice box for everybody. Okay. What you have to do is you have to look at professional sports. And the reason why I say you look at professional sports is because in professional sports, whether you name the athlete, Serena Williams playing tennis, somebody playing basketball or football, whatever, it's, it's all exactly the same. Um, there's an entire infrastructure. There, there's somebody who's buying the tickets, who is flying the plane, driving the bus, doing the laundry, somebody who is you know, shopping, cooking, and doing everything for them. The, the professional athlete's life is designed to do one thing and one thing only. And this is when you talk about focus. And that is to deliver an excellent, a superior, a preeminent performance each time they are on the court. That's it, period. And in order to do that, every distraction needs to be removed. So the infrastructure that is around these people is designed to do that. So what's the takeaway for you or I? I believe every entrepreneur should limit the number of activities that they're engaged in to three. Three. And as an example for myself, my job is to create content. My job is to, literally, is to be involved in marketing content. And third, my job is to deliver content. And that's what we're doing right now, is to share and spread that message. I do it from stage, obviously online, and so forth. Everything else from the standpoint of answering the phone and dealing with a lot of other that just goes on and running the business, that's not more like my core competency. So I've established my own business that allows me to do that. And obviously, like I mentioned, all of these best practices are built into it. The problem with most entrepreneurs is they run their business like a hobby. They don't run it like a business. They don't run it seriously. And as a result of that, they're taking on too many low-end, um, non-productive activities. And as a result of it, not getting, not, not getting nearly as much done as they should. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really a val valuable point. I think that being an entrepreneur, Entrepreneur myself, sorry, that uh, that's really one of the factors that um, we are distracted. And we're pulled in a lot of directions, and we do have to have the discipline, also, to be focused on one thing at a time instead of being drawn into multiple directions. 
it's not always easy, especially especially if you're an internet entrepreneur, because there are so many of those enticements out there. It's hard to ignore them all. So I'd like to think about this also from the hundred day goal standpoint. You say three things, and those were those are three things in your business. But there's also someone may want to focus on their health at the same time that they're focusing on a sales goal, as an example. What do you think about trying to do all of that at the same time? You know, it's not so much at the same time because those things have to be incorporated into your life. Here's what we need to do. We need, we need to take the word balance and just literally shred it, throw it out. And again, not being insensitive, but let me, let me be very pragmatic and kind of lay this out. If everybody who's listening right now just took out a piece of paper, just a simple piece of paper and drew a big circle, um, here's what you do. The first thing you do is that circle represents the clock, by the way. And you'll realize that most of us are going to sleep probably seven, eight hours, maybe more, maybe less, but let's just say eight hours. So eight hours of your day is slept and is basically engaged in one activity. That is one third of your day. Then how many hours do you work? Well, an average entrepreneur is probably going to work 10, 12 hours. You know, that's just the reality of the beast. So now you take, just do the math. Let's just take 10, okay? Take your 10 plus your 18 or 8, you've got 18 hours. Now you have six hours left. What's going to happen in those six hours? Well, if you don't work out of home, you're going to commute. For some people in busy cities, the Californias, uh, you know, if you're going to go from San Francisco to San Jose or just the opposite, you, know, you could be in traffic for an hour, two hours. Uh, that happens in New York and New Jersey and Boston, Chicago. So it's not unusual for people to be in a train or in a car for that. So let's give them an hour for a commute. So now all of a sudden we've got 18 and 19 hours just involved for the most part in working and sleeping. Now, now this person has health, this person has food, they want to eat, they want to maybe go to a movie, maybe spend some time with their spouse, maybe they want to give back to the community and so forth. To, to make this perfectly clear, as it relates to time, there's an imbalance. There will always be an imbalance. There is no such thing as balance. Uh, it doesn't exist. There's integration, but there's not balance. Now, take the idea of integration, and now you have to embrace this five-letter word focus. Follow one course until successful. You will never get more time. You will never be balanced in your life. But what you will have is you will have the capacity to focus and to squeeze as much quality out of 10 minutes or 15 minutes. So let me give you an example. When my kids, my kids are still young, so when I, when I get done at the end of the day, I will go with my youngest now. The older ones are not interested in doing this as much anymore, but I'll go with the youngest and we'll go to the park. And once they're at the park, I don't bring the phone, I don't bring anything. There's no technology. It's just me and my son. And we have, we spend a glorious 45 minutes together before dinner, and it's wonderful. And we get to talk, we get to play, we get to roll around and everything else, and I treasure that time. But I do one thing and one thing only. I give them everything I've got because that's all I've got is that 45 minutes. Whereas I see other dads and moms, they show up at the park and they're pushing their kids on the swing and they're on the telephone talking to somebody back to the office or the kid is sitting there in a sandbox and they're on the, on the phone on a park bench and they're, they're, they're fooling themselves and saying, well, I'm spending quality time with my kids. No, you're not. You're totally unfocused. You're not involved. You may as well not even be here. So my advice is this. The idea of focus, follow one course until it's successful, that acronym, is not just for focusing your business model, but it is a, it, it is a methodology for running your life. So if you're going to go to dinner with your, with your spouse, what you need to do is you need to give them 100% of your attention. If you're on a phone call with a client, you don't need to be typing an email, eating a ham sandwich, and signing signatures. You need to be 100% focused on that, on that individual you're doing business with. And 
<coughs> the way I equate it, if you give me just one more minute, I equate it to a horse race. Um, a ho horses, when they run a race, they put on these things called blinkers. We call them blinders. But the blinkers prevent them from being distracted. They prevent it from looking left, right, can't turn backwards. The only thing they have is a one-dimensional point of view. Even though it's around a circle, it's a one-dimensional straight line of view. And that's what we want. But we have to realize is that we probably have 50, 75, 100 horse races throughout the day. You've got a horse race when your kid comes home from school. You have a horse race when you sit down at dinner. You have a horse race when someone picks up a phone and calls you and asks a question. Uh, you and I have a horse race going on right now. I mean, it just is what it is. Uh, so your objective is how do you provide and bring as much quality to that to that horse race? And my feeling is you do it by focusing, by narrowing the focus, putting the blinkers on, and just giving everything you've got to the to the situation or person at hand. Oh, very wise words, and I agree. You know, uh, <laughs> women tend to, I think, more sometimes than men, um, feel the need to multitask. There's a lot of balancing going on when you're you're focusing as an entrepreneur and at the same time raising a family, doing things that need to be done around the house, or all the traditional roles of the women. And, you know, I think we think that we're good at it, but I know that research shows that that's really not the case. What you're saying is so very true, that if you do one thing at a time, you will do it better, you will get better results, and actually um, you'll make better use of your time. So I appreciate your analogy there with the with the horse race and our focusing on our kids and turning off the phones. And um, for those of you who are here today live, wonderful, thank you for joining us. If you wanna throw any questions in the comment section, feel free to do so. Uh, those of you who are catching this in replay or on iTunes as a podcast as well, feel free to email your questions and we'll be happy to get them to Gary and we'll get other answers for you. But I think the most important thing you can focus on as a result of this time we're spending with Gary is to learn more about the 100-day challenge because it is starting on September 22nd, right, Gary? It is, yes. All right, so what I'd like to do is give you an invitation, and um, I'm going to post that here. Hold on just a moment when I get this up for you. And this is a special offer that Gary has provided for us here. Oh, no, where'd it go? Well, that's interesting. <laughs> the offer, there it is. Okay, let's load this up. Um, Gary, tell them a little bit more about what they can expect uh, in taking the 100-day challenge and starting on September 22nd as I display the offer. Okay, I think another story would probably be helpful. Um, you know, one of the things you have to sit back, and this is a tough question for people to embrace, but who says you can't achieve 10 years worth of results in 100 days? Um, where did you get this mindset? What, what person put, planted such a seed in your mind that you allowed that to fester and take root and, and dominate your thinking? Because at the end of most people's lives, there's very few things on, the, on, that, on that achievement list, and that's just the truth of the matter. Most people have been busy, but they're not necessarily effective. Now, that being said, here's a, a good way to look at it. You know, there's a program that many of us are familiar with called P90X. Great program, great value. I mean, I really mean just truly great value, uh, you know, cost proposition. And they, that's textbook evidence that you could change your entire physical well-being in 90 days. You can go from fat and flabby to fabulous and fit in a 90-day period of time. Now, I'm not here to hawk their programs, so enough of that. But... Uh, 
the, the thing about it is there was another show that was on TV. It's called Extreme Home Makeover. Extreme Home Makeover, while it's not on the air anymore, was a great example because, you know, it would normally take upwards to a year, maybe more, if it's a very large home, uh, to build a house. They were building a house, a move-in ready house in one week. How did they do it? What was the breakdown? I mean, for me, I would always, and I do, you know, break down everything and deconstruct it. Like, how did it get done? Well, there was a deserving person. It was a strong watch. They needed motivation. There was an esprit de corps. There was a group of people who were committed to getting the job done. There's a very detailed plan. You know, there's a whole host of things that were on. But more importantly than anything else, there was what you would call massive cause and massive effect. So let's start there. Everything in life is a result of cause and effect. Everything. And there, we, as far as we know, there's three, but there really are four. There's no cause, no effect, which means no ticky, no washy. Then we have, you know, wrong cause, wrong effect, which leads to failure. And by the way, what is cause and what is effect? Effect or results. Your health, your wealth, your weight, your bank account, those are your results, those are your effects. Your causes, three things. What you think, what you say, and what you do. That's it. It's your actions, it's what you speak, write, say, and it is what's going on inside your mind, your belief. Those are the causative agents that we have control over. So you have, you know, cause and effect relationships. I said there were three. Then we have right cause equals right effect, meaning that you're speaking, thinking, behaving, and doing everything in, in sync, and you're getting the right results. That's what we want in life. Well, what if we took it another level and basically said, what if we accelerated the cause? Could we accelerate the effect? Now, I learned this when I was in my 20s. And as I've grown and matured as a businessman, and it just as a human being, I've, I've realized that this could be applied to anywhere. So one of the businesses that I had was a long-distance phone business. And it was selling to the collegiate market while I was a college student. And I only had one day of the week off where I could really put any effort into it. So I decided on that day, I was going to work, one, I was going to work 12 hours, but I was going to put as much, I was going to put 40 hours in a 12-hour day and give it as much as I had. So I would race and compete against myself, and I hired two other people, and we had a competition. And what was happening when I spoke to people at other organizations, we were making more money in one day than most of these guys were making an entire month. Uh, it was just, we had, no, we had no choice. We had options or backs against the wall, and I just realized that it could be done. And, and I think a lot of people realize this, that, you know, all of a sudden they come to the end of a, of a sales quarter. How productive and how, how much energy and how much focus people can get when, there's, when, there, when options are limited, when you have no more opportunity to say excuse or to make an excuse, that the only, the only acceptable result is a result. So, you know, that's kind of the whole idea about that. But yeah, there's a lot more that goes into the 100-day challenge. But essentially the, the, the DNA of the program is cause and effect. The second principle, and I want to make sure I basically build this into it, I took every best practice from every industry I could possibly find. So I said, what is the best practice as it relates towards architecture, as it relates towards cooking, as it relates towards, in this case, as it relates towards financial planning? When it comes to financial planning, the single best principle, out of, if you were to break down every single strategy you could possibly imagine, the most important one that you can learn as early on in life is the, is the power of compounded interest. If you took something as simple as a $5 bill and redeposited that every day and let that compound at 5% interest over the course of 40 years, that $5 would turn into $725,000 by the time you're 64 years of age. It's astonishing, $5 a day. Now, let's take that. So the principle of the 100-day challenge is based on what I call compounded effort. That if you engage in the same intensity of effort, if I'll give you the cause and effect relationships. All I'm telling you is you work this thing hard 
And if you compound those activities day after day after day after day after day, there will be a massive multiplier. In the exact same way that this, that this benefits you financially, this will benefit you from a productivity stage. The problem with most people is they don't have the stamina to stick with a diet for a day or a week or a month or much less 100 days. And what I'm saying is the program works. The principles are in place. You've got to be willing to give this a 100-day sprint. And I promise you, whatever big challenges you have in life, they could, they could potentially, and I mean in a very real way, disappear very quickly. Oh, that's a great analogy, compounding activity, just like compounding interest. So that really, I think what you're saying is then the momentum is going to build for people over that 100-day period because they are doing the activities daily, they're being disciplined, they're being focused, so that what would you say in the last 30 days, would you expect the momentum to be even faster than it was when they started the program? Yeah, it's a brilliant point. It actually, I don't know if you even know how good that question is. Uh, it is, because in the same principle of financial, you know, compounding money, you know, you start off, let's start off with a penny. Day one is one penny. Day two is two pennies. Day three is just four pennies and eight and 16, 32. It doesn't seem like much at the end of a week. You got, you know, 64 cents. But at the end of a, you know, the end of 100 days, you've got yourself, quite frankly, even in 30 days, you've got yourself just shy of a million dollars. If you stick with it and compound with a penny for 30 days. So the answer is yes. If you stick with it and you compound it, what will happen is once you get past that halfway mark, you will be absolutely amazed because there's really a good inventory check for people. But when you look back over the course of 50 days alone, you're almost astonished at how much progress you've made. And it will even multiply even more. It's just the way that it goes. It just does. More opportunities will come. Um, you'll, be, you'll change as a human being because now you've got proven principles and you're on a roll and you want it to continue. And as long as you continue to keep your foot on the gas and follow the system, you will, uh, it, it will multiply and it will multiply in multiples, let's put it that way. Yeah, that's what it seems like to me. So <coughs> really, you start out by overcoming the inertia. You establish your expectations, your big why, and you narrow it down yep. and you get the engine moving and... As you get going, the inertia is out of the way and you're really moving forward. So long as you stay focused, correct? Good. Well, listen, for those of you um, who are viewing this later and also on um, iTunes, I want you to also realize you can go to shinetips.com forward slash finish strong to find out more about Gary's nine strategies to finish strong. And since you're now going to focus on that for the rest of the year. I want you to go and take advantage of that. And you also have the ability, if you decide that you want to go forward and finish the year strong using Gary's 100-day challenge, we do have a special offer for you, and you can have a $25 discount in the program. All you need to do is put in the discount code INTEGRITY152. Again, the discount code for $25 discount is integrity 152. So Gary, I want to thank you so much. This has been absolutely um, a wealth of value and information. And, and I keep going back to how you introduced the program with the whole concept of recipe and it being repeatable and reliable that you can absolutely accomplish your goals and do more in 100 days than you thought ever possible just by staying focused and committed. I'm so appreciative and I'm looking forward to doing the challenge myself. Any final words for our audience? 
you know, we um, we talked about a lot of things. Um, let me share this most because we focused most of our time really on the quantitative aspect of success, what you can achieve. Let me share something with you that will actually increase the quantity, and it really is by focusing on the quality. The second lesson in the 100-day challenge is basically all about the importance of establishing preeminence. And let me share this with you. Whether anyone takes signs up for the program or not, why this principle is so important. You know, we hear so much about being good and about being great, and greatness is the word, or excellence, the word is thrown out a lot. But there's another higher level to that. There really is. And that next level is basically called preeminence. And we have a tendency of, of equating preeminence to a doctor, to a, um, to a professor, to somebody along that way. But the fact is, there's no reason why there cannot be a preeminent uh, veterinarian. There can, and there are, you know, and a preeminent lawyer, a preeminent this and that, preeminent pastor, or what have you. The reason why that is so important is when you are the best, and I really mean this, when you have applied every best practice and when you truly decide that you're going to be the person who, who sets the, sets the, uh, the standard, raises the bar in your industry, you automatically attract people and opportunity and a whole host of things because people are going to want to do business with you. They're going to, they'll be willing to pay you more money. They'll be, there's a whole host of strategic byproducts that come as a result of that. But the most important thing is, not even all the, the goodies that come with it. Your results will increase exponentially, and I mean very fast, just from, just from the decision to decide to become preeminent. Uh, it, it, everything will move at, at an obscene level that it will blow your mind. And I think so many people are looking for strategies just to get by or just to survive, and that's the game that everybody else is playing. You, you step it up, you realize that you're breathing fresher air there's very few people. There's, there's really the drama is eliminated. You're dealing with the best of the best, and uh, and, and at the end of the day, that's what people want anyway. Because I think if anyone goes to a doctor, anyone goes to an attorney, anyone goes to a veterinarian, you want somebody who knows their craft, who's not monkeying around, who takes it seriously, and who has your best interests at hand. We should apply the same thing towards our own lives. But but I think if if we're doing something, we should decide to do it in a preeminent fashion. You know, I come from the same standpoint of uh, always strive for excellence. And, you know, they, they, what's the term, you know, um, shoot for the moon, you might reach the stars, or is it shoot for the stars, you might, might reach the moon. Either way, the point being is that you really have to establish something that is maybe above what your ordinary expectations might be to, as you say, um, rise to the level of preeminence. I think that's a great concept to keep in mind. That's what I'm going to carry with me uh, through the next 100 days, starting on September 22nd. Gary, this has been just profound information, and I know that my viewers, both here live and those watching it replay, will really appreciate it. And I hope you all go and take advantage of the information that Gary's uh, providing for you in addition. Here, once again, is the link to his gift his nine strategies to finish the year strong, shinetips.com forward slash finish strong. That's where you go and take advantage of that. Thank you, Gary, so very much for your time, your wisdom, and your passion. I know that that's why you are preeminent in your field. So we thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you, everyone, as well. We appreciate you, and thank you for coming to this special edition of the Inspirational Businesswoman Show. Bye-bye for now.